Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From NBI Studios, this is Truth and Justice, a crowdsourced investigation in real time. I'm Bob Roth. Ahoy, friends! You are listening to the Friday follow-up episode for episode 28 of season 12. It's Relationships, in which Bob further breaks down the activity that we saw on Becky's cell, and we use it to find out what Becky was up to the week before her death. Zach, unfortunately, is out on assignment. We miss him very much. And so, in honor of him, of course, we have Bob here. I'm just going to say ahoy, 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 my friends. Ahoy. We'll be right back to get into all that and more ahoys after this break. Texas Ranger James Holland is a legendary interrogator. They call him the serial killer whisperer. You can't hide those indications. And that's why yesterday I knew that he did it. But now, shocking interrogation tapes reveal how the super cop really operates. And that's why they asked me to come in, because I'm special. From Something Else, The Marshall Project, and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Smokescreen. Just say you're sorry. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ahoy, everybody. We are back. And the first question I just need to get out there right now, Bob, is to ask about how Obsessed Fest was. Oh, my God. Listen, everybody that's 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 listening to this right now and all of you that are live on YouTube, the second Obsessed Fest 2023 tickets go on sale, get them. It was the most amazing festival. It was, I, 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 words, words can't describe the, the programming was incredible. The people, the community there was just, it was just so kind and joyous and, and just such an inclusive community. And it was, I, I mean, there was so much, I, I sound cliche and corny, but there really was so much love in that place. Yeah. Uh, and, and it, and it's all created by, you know, independent podcasters, Patrick Hines and Jillian Pensavalli with obsessed network, put this thing on, uh, and they did everything they could do to give you the very best programming, you know, like the Bob Ruff comedy hour, uh, okay. <laughs> and keep the prices at half of that shit fest crime con. By the way, I'm not going after going to this, I'll just say this after going to obsess fest, if anybody that wants to ask, cause people ask me all the time, no, I'm for, for, for 500 reasons already, I wasn't, but Definitely after going to Obsessed Fest and seeing what a gathering of true crime fans like that can be uh, and should be, I will not be attending CrimeCon ever again, um, but I will never miss another Obsessed Fest ever. Um, it, it was it was incredible. I'm sure most of you are wondering. <laughs> totally nailed it with the, uh, the, the hour. <laughs> <laughs> I will say in the pre-show, I want everyone to know that he exercised great restraint, and we only started talking about his hour of comedy at Obsessed Fest halfway in. Like, we got through a half an hour before we yeah. got into it. And that was because you made me. I was going to wait and make you ask, and you finally asked about halfway, mm-hmm. halfway through it. Mm-hmm. But really, it yeah. was. I mean, that was obviously, that was an hour I really enjoyed doing it. It did, it, it did go remarkably well, because I had Joy Toronto and... Um, uh, uh, Ellen Marsh open for me and they're fabulous and they really set the tone. But I mean, it was like, it, it, I had so many people tell me throughout that weekend, they laughed, they cried. I was on a very serious main stage panel with, uh, Jillian Pensavalli and Damian Eccles, the opening ceremony panel, the, they called it the mega true crime panel was absolutely incredible. A lot of tears there. Me and I don't know if you saw it on social media, me and Payne Lindsay coming out with, with Robbie and holding her arms up, cheering for ever with everybody. Um, amazing, 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 amazing. Uh, so when, uh, uh, obsessed fest tickets come on sale, 
next for 2023 get them get in there you will never have yeah, so much they're gonna fun. go fast oh my god and i and I, I think it'll be two three times the size of it what that it was this year i hope that it was yeah. the, the the grand finale was a drag show brunch and it was the most fun i've ever had in my entire life you Ugh. could just i was i was sitting i told jill or uh jillian i was with jillian all weekend uh, i told janet uh you know, I, I was I was sitting with with Damien at, at it, and I was, and he was just like, you can feel the energy, like just the happy, yes. loving energy in oh. that room. It was it's amazing, awesome. Um, so get your Obsessed Fest tickets, uh, and uh, I want to move on from there before we get into all the questions and stuff, Janet. Um, Kenny Snow, speaking of love, yes. I love all of you so fucking much. We put up a GoFundMe. I asked you guys if we could come up with $5,000 to help Kenny transition home. As of recording, this is Tuesday night, uh, the The GoFundMe is at $16,000. Yes! $15,000. That's so great. And, and uh, another listener, uh, I, I don't know if she wants me to say the organization or the name yet, so I'll, I'll come back to that later if she does, because I didn't ask her that. Okay. Um, but, but works for a nonprofit that does grants for situations like this and reached yes. out to me today and asked me if, if I could put her in contact with Kenny and his wife, Thelma, because she has another $2,500 for them. Amazing. So they're amazing. So yeah, as of now, our $5,000 goal is at $18,500. Oh. And still growing. I yes. watched the number go up when I was at Obsessed Fest. People who have never listened to our show when I was on stage and I mentioned Rabia actually brought up um, what happened with Kenny Snow. I told him about it and I said, We just put up this GoFundMe. In the next hour, by the time I went back to the green room, it had gone up $1,000. I mean, just that quick. Like, people just jumped oh, on there that. immediately. I love um, that. And on, have you talked to Kenny? I know people wanted to know. Like, Kim had a question. Like, do, you know, sort of wanted to actually know. Like, did you have that conversation with Kenny where you're able to tell him that yet? Uh, yes. So, I called Kenny today. One of the th- I told you guys last week. One of the things that just really made me want to – I mean, I want to do it anyway – but when Kenny reached out and called me, like he just called me genuinely just to thank me and thank all of you for what we did. Um, yeah. and, and, and never asked for anything. And, and so today I called Kenny and, and told him about the money. And it was, and it's funny because in the conversation, he's like telling me about his day and his new job that he's getting and all this stuff. And I told him about the money and he's like, thanks. And then, like that, like there, there was no like, woo! I got eighteen thousand dollars. He's just like, thank you. And then I was like, well, I need to figure out a way to set up to get the money transferred. And he's like, he's like, well, well, you, you should probably talk to my wife because I don't know how any of this, this stuff oh. works. Um, and and so what I did is I I recorded that conversation. I wanted you guys to hear it. Um, there's a lot of like back and forth with his wife, so I cut like a little bit of it out of the middle. I just kind of. Just a little bit, a little bit of our conversation. I thought you guys appreciate that you could hear. And with this new equipment, that again, thank you so much to our patrons. We actually have a soundboard that works now, and uh, I was, I, I think this is going to work. I have, I have that conversation loaded on the board, so we can listen oh, to it great. live if you guys want to do oh, that. Nice, yeah. absolutely. So here, Please. here, here is some some of about four minutes or so of my conversation with Kenny today. I went to work out the other day. And I'm, I'm, I'm working. Out. I'm, I'm small, but my back sore on my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Finding all those old muscles again. I don't, I don't think I got it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. You know, now they got it. So I got like, um, you don't go do a job. You you do application over you do the thing over the, over the phone or on the computer. Uh huh. So I got something lined up for FedEx. Oh, a um, job. But you know, I'm trying to get in the FedEx weekend. Well, that, well, that, that's I got an interview coming up. That's How awesome. You doing? Really good, man. And yeah. and actually, that's that's kind of why I'm calling you. Um. So after I talked to you last week, man, I was really excited. I, I told the listeners you were home. Everybody was really excited. So we put up a little fundraiser to try to to try to get some yes, to try to get some money for you to help you, you know, get a car and get yourself started out. And uh, yeah, dude, there's 
you've got about eighteen thousand dollars right now. They sent uh, in the the GoFundMe. They've raised almost sixteen thousand, and uh, just had somebody reach out through some grant program that wants to send you another twenty five hundred on top of that. So we're 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 at about eighteen thousand dollars. Um, thank you, sir. You're you're very welcome, dude. And that's that that's what that's what they do. They just want to help and make sure that uh that, that you've got to, you know you've got a stable foundation to kind of move on with the with the rest of your life. So. As you can see, I'm not too I'm not too keen with phones. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a, it takes a little time to figure it out. Hey, where I, I left, they were, they were, you go walk down the street and use the phone. Now you can't find one. Right. <laughs> yeah, but everything's all right. Thank you, sir. I'm I'm doing all right. I'm I'm, I'm at FedEx. You know they uh, they set me up a thing for us to go to orientation. Oh, really? About, 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 about three weeks. That's great. You know, everything now takes 45 days. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I'm glad you got that set up and I want to, and, and, and I've got, I've got record going on this call. So I wanted, I wanted to give you a chance. I know, I know the audience wanted to, wanted to hear from you. So if you want to take a minute before I let you go and anything you want to say to all the audience and everybody, I'll just give you space right now to do that. All right. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to thank you. Um, I'd like to say what Mr. Mr. Ruff for helping me, uh, my niece, my niece, for, for she she found him and helped me, and and um, it didn't a lot of things didn't go the way it was planned, but by what he did do, it helped me because the parole people, my wife sent them the stuff that that was found out, and that's why they gave me a chance. So, and um, they gave me a chance, and and I'm, I'm out here in the free world trying to get things situated but you know, I just like to thank all of y'all and and I would like to help some other people one day and um I, I thank Mr. Ruff for all he's always done for me. He's a good man and I and I love him and I wanna have nothing but respect for him. And anytime if you need him for anything, the only thing I do is call, I'm coming. And I thank all of y'all for believing in me and giving me another chance at life and to uh, society and and um, I'm just I'm blessed and um, I, 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 I appreciate everything and I'm trying to and uh, anything by that I don't harm or hurt in any way I, I ask for forgiveness and this is my second chance and I'm, I'm going to make the best of it and um, I just thank all of y'all I love y'all and I like listening to this to the, I'm going to listen to the podcast I found out how to do it <laughs> and um, I just thank all of y'all, and I love you. There it is. <sighs> I hope everybody could hear that. Okay, and I hope that, I hope that uh, that's new. That's a new trick that we have with the new board to be able to that's play great. that. But I want to sorry to to blindside you with that. But I wanted everybody to be able to <laughs> no, hear it so live. Um, Absolutely. Hey, oh, so it, it was. I was talking to him. Like, I just told him, like, "Hey, we're going to give you eighteen thousand dollars." And he's talking, about, and he, two or three times, there's, I, like I said, you could hear the little lull in the middle where I kind of cut cut some stuff out. He's 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 he wants to talk about his job that he's getting at FedEx, and he's like, he's just so motivated to do stuff, and and to hear him laughing and joking about in the middle of all that, we were like on the phone. He was trying to get me to talk. Uh, Thelma, his wife, through how to he could get the podcast on the phone. <laughs> Somebody was like, I'm not, "I'm not real keen on these phones." Yeah, yeah, yeah. just amazing. Oh man, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, if I if I had to pick a favorite part, it actually might be when he says that if you ever need anything, you know, you mm-hmm. just call and he he's going to come out. And that I, that just. Oh yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah, he told me, and when, when I talked to him the first time last week, when he told me that he was home, he said the same thing. He said, "I want to after I get myself established and get back to normal, I want to help people too." So, you know, mm. he wants to just good That's dude, wonderful, just good dude, and yeah. and yeah. so I hope all of you in the chat and the people listening to this enjoyed that, uh, Kenny, and and I did connect with Thelma later and. Uh, she has gotten in there and set up the withdrawal. So by the time you hear this episode, they should have the money, and Kenny uh, will be able to go out and shop for 
a pretty damn nice car, uh, thanks to you guys yeah. or whatever they need. So again, amazing. If you haven't donated yet, the way GoFundMe works, as long as it's active and they have withdrawal set up, that'll just continue. You can continue donating. And if you donate a month from now, it'll go in and it'll go to their bank account. Um, so, right. so don't hesitate to do that. Anything we can do to, to help Kenny. Great. Great, great, great. Oh, great work, everybody. That's, it was really, really great to hear his voice. That's wonderful. Um, well, should we move into our follow up for now that we had all that nice stuff go on? I <laughs> kind of think I'm gonna fuck up your whole outline. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Uh, all right. Literally, I thought I had everything figured out. You heard the struggles I had with trying to make the the Sky Valley Wednesday night thing fit. And I like found a way okay. in the records where it could fit. But like I even said in there, like one option is it's all bullshit because it really doesn't look to me like it fit. Um uh-huh. unless we have all these weird sets of circumstances. And it took it took one text message with one sentence. That said, hey, have you thought about maybe it was – and it was it was, um, it was one of – I don't even know who suggested it. It came from one of Robert's family members sent me a text and said somebody had suggested this to them. Uh-huh. They said, uh, you know, what if the trip to Sky Valley and the breakup was Thursday night into Friday morning instead of Wednesday night into Thursday? And I was like, no, that can't be. <laughs> And then I looked at the records, and I'm 99% sure that's what it is. Okay. I, so let me just run through this with you real, Please do. Real quick. Please do. Um, so obviously we have, for Team Wednesday night, you have both Javier and Jacob. Now, now Javier doesn't say anything about Wednesday night. Wednesday night, he says he was with Becky when he – well, he said Thursday, but it was Wednesday. Keep that in mind. Uh, that he was sitting next to Becky when, um, when she got the call from Robert, which I thought was weird. Like, where are they at? Where he's just they're like he's just like sitting with her and she's chatting with right. w- with Robert. But they both. But on Team Wednesday night, Robert or excuse me, Jacob and Javier both said that the breakup and the trip to Sky Valley happened Thursday morning. What are the odds they both got it wrong? Turns out about ninety nine percent. Um. But what we got – remember I've been saying for like four months, I don't know why Jacob keeps doubling down right. on going to Costa Mesa on Thursday when we know he didn't go till Friday. Right. It doesn't make any sense. There's no utility in it. Nothing happened right. there. I don't – there's – I don't know why he keeps doing that. Um. So then I was like, well, he actually did go to Costa Mesa on Friday. Yes. And and then he's and we know he was there th- through that night. He also made mention of the fifteenth was uh, his and Becky's anniversary, and they broke up on our anniversary. The fifteenth was Friday, right. yeah, yeah. And and the gaps in call log, and it was one listen. I, and I apologize, I didn't catch the name of it, but one of the listeners is because I think I commented that I don't know what any of this means, so I'm gonna treat it as disrespect. Uh, <laughs> but they made like this visual graph of like where Becky's like. Most active times and downtimes were. Oh you, no, I definitely saw that. I thought I shouted him out last week, but if I didn't, you you uh, probably I did, yeah. Um, but you can see these like big gaps, and then and then there's the. Does she really go sixty four hours without sleeping? Yeah. Well, if the Sky Valley thing happened on Thursday night into Friday morning, then that means that six hour gap that we have on Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Would just be Becky sleeping. Sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so there's there's all these factors, and then she has this like twelve hour gap with no activity on on Thursday night going into Friday. It all leads me to believe that the reason we had such a hard time fitting it is because the Sky Valley thing happened on Thursday night. And then it was Friday morning where they went and picked up the phone. Her and Jacob broke up. Just like he said, after they broke up that night, he, he took to off and Costa. went to Costa Mesa. Yep. And then he says he took, he says he took, and it, I always thought it was weird too, because he said, 
you know, I work weekdays two to eight and I work Saturdays eight to whatever, but I called in this Saturday because I was, I was like, well, what about if you went Thursday, you had to call in either Thursday or Friday. Like how does, you know, all What's the interesting f- about this to me <laughs> is that last week I had questions and comments. So if you are a person who commented on the Facebook page and thought, but I said something about this. If you recall, I was told expressly by Bob Ruff not to talk about all of that stuff because it was all going to be addressed in Sunday's episode. Oh, so did I people have did people chunk... have that worked out last oh, week? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, so I'm the slow idiot who... that's behind everybody. hundred <laughs> percent. There are people who were there absolutely were, and I don't have that follow-up in front of me, but for sure I want to shout out the folks. There was a conversation. I want to say there was a separate like Facebook post that wasn't part of the follow-up that was about that. Okay. Um and then there was I think somebody also, a couple people on the follow-up were saying, what if that is one day off? It's one day off and that mm-hmm. allows for certain things to be possible. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, uh, Caroline asked if that changed anything that took place on Sunday. No, not necessarily, but it's it's part of our victimology is to try to understand what was actually going on for, with Becky. Right. During that. Because I, I'll be honest with you, and I'm sure you have comments about this, like, 64 hours awake, people were like, is there, is there some kind of amphetamines or is there something going yes, on there? Very much so. Also, but then it was so. like, well, no, she just, you know, she worked on, she slept Monday night and she worked Tuesday night and she slept Wednesday night and she slept, right. you know, now all of a sudden everything's reasonable yeah. for being moved over there. Um, yeah. So, and, and I'm so, <laughs> sorry, I, I'll say this, we're going to have a new rule on the fan page. Any comments you have about the production Send an email or a DM. We're just yeah. deleting those off of it. Because what, what happens is, and, and this goes for compliments and complaints and 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 people that, that are just popping in there just to say, by the way, I didn't like the way this episode sounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, there's no point in that other than just to like either get validation or people arguing with you and it, it always turns into a shit show. What it does is it's like, I don't even, it distracts from the conversation that's supposed to be happening on the fan page and it doesn't accomplish anything. So I, it sounds like I'm joking, and I am a little, but 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 I'm being serious. Like we're gonna start uh, start removing comments that are posts that are people are making about production, about the music and the sound and whatever. Like like if you have a complaint, send it to me. That page is not meant to validate your complaints. That page is meant to discuss the case because like so like this discussion. Because there was a point last week where there was like so much of that going on, goods and bads and everything, and the mm-hmm. people everybody was arguing. I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm not even gonna." Get in the page. I don't even want to be there. Right. Um, and right. if I'm doing that, then I'm sure a lot of other people are doing that too. So, right. so um, anyway, let's stop doing that. But yeah, I'm sorry. I, I missed all that. I did. Of course, I was traveling and stuff last week too. But um, yeah. So for those of you that already had that figured out, good job. Um, <laughs> I never. That being said, I didn't get a lot of like, I didn't see a lot of posts for two days follow up of people saying, Wait a minute! I already said such and such. Um, of, of course not, because I made <laughs> I made a compelling case for how it could have happened on Wednesday night. I spent three days trying to figure out how it could have happened on Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, and it was a mess. I even that, it. even the script yeah. there was like hard to get through because I kept changing it because I'm like, oh, I got to figure it out. I'm like, nah, this call doesn't fit, uh-huh. and so then I'm like changing yeah. everything all the time. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, I'm very, I, I'm all but 100% convinced that that's what happened, that that, that they yeah. broke up and then 
Now, we know that Javier and Bo said Friday night they went and hung out at Jacob's um, before they went up to the party at Nick, Nick Corline's. Uh-huh. Um, neither of them said they hung out with Jacob. They said they hung out at Jacob's. But also, Jacob's record show, he didn't go to – I think he worked from 2 to 8, and they don't show that he went to um, – Costa Mesa until much later that night, so mm-hmm. that can fit. That there's nothing that doesn't that isn't able to well, track now, and fit. Yeah. And now we don't have to wonder about what time the breakfast was because I w- could not get on board for like I guess they must have had breakfast at six in the morning. Right, and then that's when I finally kind of like the only way this works is if yeah. these three teenagers <laughs> no way. decided after being up till three. They're going to get up at 5.30 and have breakfast <laughs> or just never sleep or something. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that was the follow-up, everybody. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, that's it, guys. We don't have any <laughs> no. questions because none of them apply. No. <laughs> no. We still, believe it or not, do have some specific questions that don't necessarily pertain to this. I tried to group some of those. I mean, I have like a little grouping of the discussion around Becky's sleeping that I guess we can go ahead in 86. Um, yeah, I mean, assuming uh, that that what all these listeners figured out far ahead of me is true, that yeah, I mean, it's not as much sleep as my old ass needs, right? But yeah, it's perfectly reasonable for a teenager to you yeah. know after working one night shift to yeah, I think her sleep pattern's fine. Yeah, you know what? Maybe <clears throat> maybe we'll end up touching in on some of those questions anyway because. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, let, but let's start with some just kind of phone, general phone stuff uh, to start. Uh, did see a question from a couple people about um, John and Vicky's cell phones. You, I know you mentioned in the episode that they hardly ever use them, mm-hmm. but that still sort of prompted some interest in like, well, are we going to see those cell records? Like, where does yeah, that kind of come into play? Yeah, we still have the Excel sheet coming out. And I know you guys are dying and I know we pro- – but – um, Teresa right now is now backdating. So some of the records we don't have, like they, the reason we started on Monday is because we have everybody's from Monday, but like Becky's we have back further. So she's like now going in and fi- and filling all those out. There's some redactions that are being made in there and formatting stuff. So hope, so I, I, I think we're getting close by the end of this week. We'll be able to put that out, but literally everything on John and Vicky's records, if I remember correctly, I think I like way back in the episode where we went through the the phone records the first time not not first time like last week but the first time like 2 or 3 months ago when I just did like the weekend I think I like read every single call that they had on their records like literally they they mm-hmm. pulled like a 3 week period and like Vicky had 6 calls and John had 3 or something like that like it's a, it's an extremely tiny number of phone calls they made but those will also be included Okay. Sarah, uh, Sarah G says, in your experience, is the amount of phone records pulled in this case typical? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if there's a typical. I still maintain there's more records than we're seeing. You know, like we don't have Robert's text records, right. um, stuff like that. Um, but usually there'll be like a build on it, right? So we get in the first wave, we get. Robert's records, Christian's records, obviously Becky, John, Vicky, Javier, Jacob, and then they see that last call on her cell phone on the way up the mountain was that Josh Ernie, so they pull his records. But what 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 I don't like is then it's like, well, then they start, you know, we start getting all this stuff about like Austin Alba. Well, then I think like like I th- I wish they had then say, okay, well, let's pull his records too and see if we can figure out what's going on with him. But it's a fair amount. I've seen cases with less, and I've seen cases with more. Yeah. Donna had an interesting post. Um, She says, I'm wondering if uh, a text message was sent to Becky while she was at home. She wouldn't receive it. But as soon as she got into an area with coverage, would that message then deliver? I'm wondering if it would affect the cell phone timeline. Um, And I don't know that that totally makes sense, but it. I but it did sort of trigger that interesting idea of like oh yeah when we are out of right. service and then something rolls in like the choices that we make sometimes seem delayed based on you know but we don't know what the text said anyway I think the question is more based around we know that happens right if somebody sends you a text right. you're out of service and you come into service you get it the yeah. question is what time is on your records when it right. got sent or when or you when came back received. in the service, I believe. Sent, right? I believe it's when it's sent. Yeah, because there's no towers listed for the cell phone or for the text messages. Not positive about that, but I, I believe that's the yeah. case. 
A good question, right, Donna? Yes. Very good. Donna, yeah. Great. Uh, okay. Melissa, I think we've kind of decided on this, but Melissa was just wondering, is it possible that Becky never even left her phone in Sky Valley and just sort of used it as an excuse for not answering Jacob's calls? But if they, he was literally in the car going to Sky Valley, right, yeah. that would have been like... So that's a pretty – not, not kind wanting of, someone to call your bluff. That's really committing to to a bit, as we would say. That's the that, that's the kind of theory we were looking for when we thought it happened on Wednesday night. <laughs> but now that we know <laughs> that right. it happened on Friday night, uh, we, 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 we don't need for that to be the case, I think. That, that's right. That, yeah, I think that's everything's right. pretty, pretty easy going and clear now. With that being said, there, there were still questions from Beth and Shell. And I do think that this intentionally originally fit into the sort of how was she making all these calls. But with all that said, they did say it should be considered that some of the calls made on Becky's phone were not her calls. My son is a similar age. This is from Beth. And he and his friends were notorious for using the phone between them that had the most minutes available or even loaning out phones without parent permission, of course, kind of like it not did. That could explain some unknown numbers, lost time and lack of sleep time. We'll just omit the lack of sleep time. Right, uh, she may not have left her phone. Now. She may have loaned it. I understand. But I do think that that could, you know. That's not that's that doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. just explaining that one thing. It's just sort of a general behavior that I think Beth and uh, Shell had a similar comment, just sort of a, to have floating around. Right. Yeah, it's for sure possible that maybe some of those calls are somebody else using her phone. But I mean, we have no way to to know that, right? So, so yeah, I, I don't know. So I'll agree that yeah, it's possible. We just don't have any evidence to indicate that's what happened. Right. Um, and Kristen says, do we have any of the text, actual text messages from anyone? We don't have anybody's like readable text. No, not messages, readable text right? messages. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just saw that Kristen in the chat. Weirdly. Also, Kristen, your name happens to be next up in the previously posted follow-up questions. Uh, this kind of takes us into the sleeping conversation, which we've already addressed, but because, stimulants came into the conversation mm-hmm. both on the follow-up and just in conversation before even we asked for follow-up questions, it might be good to address a couple things just to make sure that we're not, that this does not perpetuate the idea of known information about meth or something that isn't actually known. Like there are some folks who felt like, well, we've already established that these kids were using meth, you oh, know? Wait, so I just no. wanted to take this moment to say, I don't think that that's been established no, at all. No, and I've I've spent all day today listening to other interviews that you're going to be hearing uh, in the next week, and no one like like everybody people have freely admitted that she was smoking pot. Um, as a matter of fact, the, the, um, there's a bonus episode going to drop on Wednesday morning. So it, by the time you hear this, if you're on the live, then you got to jump on it. By the time you hear this Friday, there will have been a bonus episode that dropped on Wednesday morning. Uh, and it's with one of Becky's friends, Jeannie McDonald, Jeannie McDaniel, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. And and at the end of the show here, I'll talk a little bit more about her. But I was listening to her and um, some other interviews. The, we're going to hear from Janelle McMashaw. McMashaw, I think, is how she said she pronounces her name. But they're all like, the, you know, like the officers are asking, like, did Becky do any drugs or anything? They're like, oh, yeah, she smoked pot. She, I smoked pot. She right. smoked pot. We all smoked pot. But they've asked about any kind of like meth or anything like that. And everybody says no. And there was none visible in her talk screen. I think the reason that stuff more came into the conversation was because of the lack of sleep. I, uh, Paul Vanette right. is a longtime listener who just um, uh, hit me up on Twitter right before we came in here and was like, I, th- it seems odd. Or, I don't remember how he put it, but uh, I, th- I think he, he, he's, um, he, he, I don't know what the, what the, he, he's, he's a recovering addict. Um, mm-hmm. He's been around for mm-hmm. a long time. And uh, and and he had said, "Man, you can't staying up that long. You're gonna have something that's keeping you awake." Right. But again, we figured right. out that the something keeping you awake is Bob Ruff is wrong. Yeah, yeah. The police <laughs> were wrong. Javier was wrong. Jacob was wrong. Everyone I was just was wrong, wrong. with them. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And just to circle back, Kristen, that was not her comment. Um, I was mentioning that the, what Kristen brought up was maybe some. Um, oblique references to cocaine maybe javi had even used it once or twice Mm -hmm. in some interviews um but okay so we've resolved that that takes us into some kind of exes stuff uh kristen again i've got saying sounds like becky invited i thought this was a great post sounds like becky invited robert christian javi Bo, and a marine possibly josh erney up to her house on sunday night does this seem odd to you 
I haven't heard that she invited Bo. Oh, oh, well, that is true because Bo said that he and Javi were supposed to go up there that night. But it wasn't just Nick Crumb said the same thing. It sounded like what Bo and Nick thought was that as a group, they were going to be hanging out with Becky at some point on Sunday night, that that, that didn't happen. And Josh will hear on Sunday, um, you know, it, where I left you this week wasn't that he is the mystery hiker. It was just that he's the last call that was made right. on the way up the hill. Um, so could he be the mystery hiker? And that's what we're going to dig into this weekend. Uh, the Marine, I don't see evidence. No, because we have the the home phone records. I just I just don't see evidence of her talking to anyone else, right? right. So so like if 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 there was this mystery marine that was come hiking, when did she talk to him? There's not right. even like unknown calls that we don't that that could have like fit that. So you know, I'm right. looking at the people she spoke to. Obviously, Robert. But as far as the mystery hiker, she spoke to Javier, if, yeah. and she spoke to yeah, but- Josh Ernie. But if she called someone from her home phone, it didn't show up, and they have no idea who the Marine is. It only would have showed up on his phone records, so we never Not on Sunday. We have the home phone records for Sunday. But but isn't it on Sunday when there are calls we know are missing that only show oh, up on yeah, one side? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So because Becky could have been talking to this Marine, and they don't know anything about him, so they can't pull his records. So as far as anyone right. knows, that call is invisible, yeah, that's which very... is proving a negative, which is impossible. Yeah. So we can't really do anything with that. Yeah, but it is a very good point um, that we, we know on the records yeah. that... Yeah, we see on Robert's records that Becky was calling from the house phone, but that's not on the house phone records. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Sarah says, I'm concerned that people will read more into Becky's contacting Gray than they should, particularly that they will jump to an assumption that the calls mean she had no problems with Gray or worse, that the calls are proof there was no abuse. Um, Some different, a few different people weighed in on that, just feeling a concern. Maybe in how how you phrased that, even yeah. though you said all we really know is that she was calling him, um, not that he was not. Yeah, and I I think I said all we know is that she wanted to talk to him is what I said. Right. Uh, and I it was either Sarah or it might have been Sue or maybe both of them I was talking to on the fan page, uh, and and I I told them make sure you put this because I want to talk about it in the follow up. But no, it's a, it's it's a okay. great point. What I meant. Was just like the only thing that I can tell you from the records what, is that Becky wanted to talk to Gray is right. because she made the effort to call him. So she right. wanted to. The point they were making, and it's valid, is want makes it sound yes. like it had to be positive. Correct. And it's like it could our, have been like, why haven't you given me this thing back that belongs to me that you still have? Right. It could have been something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I, I should have, cho- it's not what I meant, but I should have chosen a different word than. Than want because as I, like as I was like working through my own thought process in the thread where we were talking, I was like I guess it makes sense because I I have decided to call the cable company but I didn't want to call them, right? You know, it, right. And there's a I mean go as deep as you want if I well I I wanted to call them more than I wanted to not have internet, um, right? You know, so it depends. But that, just just I want to make crystal clear when I say that I'm not saying well she must still like him and therefore there must not be abuse. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying all right. we know is. In the within twenty, you know, the day before she died, on on a couple of occasions, or the week before she died, on a couple of occasions, she decided to call him for right. some reason. That's all we know. I don't. I I just have a hard time. The reason I did this episode, one of the reasons is I have a hard time just just taking other people's words for her relationships. I don't like that. I don't like that Javier gets to tell us what she thought about gray and Javier gets to tell us what gray is like when we don't, we don't know that. Um, right. so just kind of trying to filter through what we can verify and all we can verify is that she called him. Understood. Understood. Uh- lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, 
Daryl says, just want to clarify, do we have Jacob's records from earlier in the week where Becky is supposedly not calling him even from her home phone? I know we don't have the landline records that far back, but I just want clarity on how certain we are that she wasn't calling him those days. Yeah, I mean, we have his records. So I I guess I don't fully understand the question. We know in the records we went through, she definitely didn't call him even from the home phone because the home phone would show up on his call log. We also know that she wasn't home. She was in the valley because she was using her phone during all that t- all that time. Did, did, did I understand the question right, or am I missing something there? I think I think I you know I put it in here. There's there's always some questions about phone call logs and the interpretation of them and what we do or do not have. And sometimes I leave them off because they seem more like conversations for offline for people who really are tracking and right. are really looking at the call logs and want to help and contribute in that way mm-hmm. that feels more in the weeds uh, when we just talk about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I, I just, I wanted to include cause I wasn't sure I didn't, I didn't understand that we might be missing something uh, that would, that that would help us understand better if these calls really were or weren't happening. Um, so I didn't know if there was something I was missing. Like no, that- there's as long as the person in question is someone who we have their cell phone records for, then nothing's missing. So like, but there's plenty and of calls Jacob. to Jacob from the landline during that gotcha. week, and we know that because they show up on Jacob's record. So yeah, if you're not, but like so, you know, Gray for example, did Becky call Gray from the landline? No idea. No way to know because we don't have his phone records or Claire or Janelle or anyone. Uh, Exactly. Okay. Um, So Erica had a long post uh, that I promised I wanted to try to uh, paraphrase and I hope I do it justice. Um, And I understand exactly where she's coming from and you will too. But Erica is sort of saying, you know, when you talk in the episode about saying, um, from my perspective, it seems like Robert was maybe just another ex. You know, it, it could be perceived that Jacob and Becky were already maybe having problems or were distant or weren't as close as we thought mm-hmm. uh, before she even makes those plans to hike with Robert. Um, Erica took it a little further back and says, but what about the connection, the possible connection between them running into Robert's mom and, and Jacob and Becky kind of going downhill starting then? Like, there mm-hmm. still could be a more significant relationship between the Robert and and Becky and Jacob thing than just the you know the hike and the phone call the out of the blue phone yeah. call and stuff like that. So um, I understand that. I, so she she's you know I pulled one quote from that saying I can't get over how close this all fits together. They see Robert's mom. She pulls away. I.e. Becky pulls away from Jacob. Robert starts talking to Becky a few days later. Day after that, Jacob and Becky are over. Well, they said that they ran into Jacob said they ran into Robert's mom a couple weeks prior, but he also said the breakup happened Thursday. So, you know, we don't as far as timing go and there. And there's a ton of that. And, and by the way, I'm throwing all this shade at myself. Like I don't I've always said people like getting days and times wrong when we're recanting thing or when they're recounting things. But just, these are just they happen, especially a bunch of teenagers that are high all the time. Um, but he had said it was a couple of weeks prior. But it would seem weird to just just running into your ex's mother. I'm not saying it's not possible to be, to be like this makes me not want to be with my boyfriend. You know, so, so that's possible. It, it's possible. I all I can see is we have Javier saying in regards to the breakup in his interview that it kind of came to a head because of the pot in the car. He said. But he said that she was tired of the constant bickering and fighting that they've been doing. So he made it sound like it was a problem that was building um, prior to that. And then the phone records, again, like we see – to me, it's up for interpretation for everyone. It was – and I don't know what you guys thought about mine. But like it was important to me to really look through that and say, what the fuck is happening in her life that week? And like seeing that she's – you know. If you take take the information we have, Austin says she stays there all the time at, at at Jacob's house. Jacob says she's there a few. I think he said a few nights a week. And all of a sudden she's she's staying at at Javier's house, or she's with Javier. And Jacob's blowing her phone up all night and Javier's. And then mm-hmm. she gets up in the morning. We know that. Like I I picture it in my mind. Right? It, they wake yes. up in the morning. She picks her phone up. Sees oh I have five missed calls from Jacob and two voicemails. Calls Janelle. 
sends a text right. to somebody yeah. else, yeah. calls somebody else, drives up the mountain, yeah. doesn't make any attempt. And then he calls several times through the day. And finally mm-hmm. at 11 o'clock, I can't quite figure in my mind how, like, what all that stuff goes on. And then she gets where we think she went to work on Tuesday night. And then also now she's blowing him up. But here's another thing right. that may blow everybody's mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Javier said the confrontation with Jacob or with Austin mm-hmm. happened Saturday, mm-hmm. right? While she was at work. He's proven to not be super reliable with his days and times. Right. It very much looks like in the cell records that Becky picked up a shift on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Austin said that he saw Becky at Denny's a few days before her murder. And I'd said in the episode, well, there is no few days before. She only worked Saturday and Sunday, so it had to be Saturday. Mm-hmm. Austin seems better with his days and times if he's telling the truth. And then I was like, so she's ignored Jacob all day. Ignored his calls. Well, she's probably sleeping at night. Ignores his calls all day, Tuesday. And then all of a sudden at 11 o'clock at night, she's blowing Jacob's phone up. She's calling a cell phone. She's calling his land all night. Phone, landline, phone, landline, phone, landline. What if the altercation or the confrontation with Austin happened on Tuesday? And I'd say that what if, because I'm not, I, I haven't, I literally just kind of came to me now as we're sitting here. Right. If that, may, I wonder if, I wonder if that's the reason why all of a sudden now she's, she seems to be frantically trying to get a hold of Jacob when she didn't want to talk to him all day. That's a really interesting thought. Refresh us on this idea that it it was when Javi was picking her up at the end of work. Like, do we? Well, that's just from what he said. Javi said, "Okay." Javi said it was um, Saturday. I was, and he said I was picking her up that night. And I, and at least for me, I was picked up like that night, and I was thinking that night, Saturday night, would be when he's dropping mm-hmm. her off. Right. But if it's from picking her up, that would be actually four in the morning. On right. Sunday, when that happened. But remember, Javi doesn't get interviewed. He doesn't say that until his interview on the 25th. So mm-hmm. that's a week later. And it, you know, and if it happened while she was working at Denny's, I think it's possible that it happened on the Tuesday before. Because yeah. it was just, it, was, it seems yeah. like that wasn't a normal schedule for her, but she was at Denny's. Also might make yeah. more sense about the car. Because remember, I said I called bullshit on, on the, um, oh, her brakes were bad. And I didn't want her, and I was right. like, "What is he trying?" Like, she just drove you to Sky Valley, and she went up the mountain right. and back down the mountain, past her work to get to your house for you to drive her to her work. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense, but maybe it does make sense on Tuesday night. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, yeah. Something to think um, about. In- sorry, I was, I, I was, I was just staring into your brown eye. Are your eyes brown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're, they're hazel. They're brown I'm staring today. at your brown eyes listening to you and have completely lost the thread of where we are uh, in the chat. So while I'm just quickly scanning through here. Yeah. You want to say something? Just, yeah. Something? While you're figuring that out, just so, so as that was literally conscious stream of thought in the moment. Uh, but that's something definitely I would love to see talked about with all of you smarter people than me on the fan page. Like start to dig this out and, and let's, let's suss this out and see with what we know if that's possible, if that works. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Janiya is kind of, I think, bringing back up something that we've certainly talked about before, but that is kind of really showing up for her, perhaps, as we're having we're going through these latest episodes. Janiya says, is there anything in the records to show why law enforcement discounted Jacob? No alibi, then 11 calls Saturday in the morning and then the angry call. Maybe, was he losing his grip on Becky? Like he knew they broken up, but admitted it. Why? How was he not continually a lead suspect? Like what? Why did they just drop him? It's a good question. There was the summary document I've I've talked about a few times. It was like, and it was I think it was written no a, a year or two. Yeah, and it's like Jacob Santiago was the ex boyfriend. They had just broke up. He has no alibi. His phone was out of service, and it even put in there that. He said that he was in Costa Mesa from Thursday through Saturday, but he's lying because we know from his phone records he wasn't there till Friday. There's not one good thing it says about Jacob in that. And it doesn't say cleared. It's just like, yeah. so that's Jacob, and then we'll move on to the next thing. I, My gut tells me from, from what I know about the case, the stuff we're going to get into later, is probably the DNA on the business card. <sighs> no, because at first that came back inconclusive too. Um, right. 
But then you know, years later, when they finally get a profile that says that uh, that it could have been Christian whose DNA was on that business card out in the mm-hmm. desert, then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, it must be him. And I think they just put blinders on and went all full force forward into uh, that theory. Somebody else, by the way, had put it out, pointed out on the fan page. They showed a pic, one of the crime scene photos that showed the huge, remember, they have no trash service out there. Did you see that mm-hmm. post? Yeah. I did, that it could have blown, the card could have blown off the top of that dump yeah the dump there's trash and, all over and just ended up out there in yeah. the desert yeah just interesting yeah. thing about but we'll be getting on all that soon i promise we're I'm trying to get us through all these little every time i'm like let's <laughs> go over here it's like ah, oh, but we better tie up the, the this loose end and this loose end so we're getting there yeah yeah uh i know Teresa, and, and i know you're here too in the chat hi Teresa. um i know you had a question about uh an autopsy question um i it feels so disjointed like it just feels it feels disconnected enough from this that I don't know if I should, I want to ask you, Bob, should I save that for like returning to kind of when we need to go back to forensics? Um, or do you want to hear it now? Otherwise I'll save it. Like, what do you think? Let's just ask, you can just ask it and I'll just, okay, I'll do like I used to do to Mike and just say, nah, and then we'll move on if I don't want to answer it. <laughs> okay. Well, Teresa, don't take it personally either way. Um, it's a great question. I'm fascinated by it. Teresa says in rereading Becky's autopsy, it shows she had fixed liver mortis in her heels. It didn't say feet or toes or back of her calves. I don't know a whole lot about it other than blood pools, the lowest part of the body due to gravity. If her toes were pointing down, why wouldn't there be liver mortis there? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of the way her feet were, like if her toes, toes were, because her feet were bent at the knees over the wheelbarrow, bottom part of her legs down at about a 45 degree angle. It could just mm-hmm. be that her, because of the angle of her legs, that her toes were just slightly more elevated than mm-hmm. the than, than her heels. And she, what, her body wasn't there for very long also. You know, so, at, you know, within eight hours or about the time it was just starting to fix, the lividity would just start mm-hmm. to fix, they removed her body. So it could have been if it's if, if her body stayed there longer, then there might have been more more pooling. But also, because the leg was up and then down, you only had the blood with gravity going down to her feet from her knees mm-hmm. down. You mm-hmm. didn't have her entire body's mm-hmm. worth of blood because her upper Good legs point. were pointed upward. Good point. And at Good that point. point, there's no circulatory system. It's only gravity. Good point. Okay. Uh, well, I'm so glad I asked that. Thank you, Teresa. I got to go back and look at all of that stuff again. Uh, Teresa's wondering if you could share from the case who you've attempted to contact. And there are always questions from folks saying, like, remind us, have you reached out to Javi and Jacob, folks like that? Um, yeah, I've tried. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go through the full list right now. But um, yeah, I pretty much most of the key players I've made attempts to reach out to and have had no response from them. Gotcha. I reached out to Javi. I reached out to Javier's dad. Um, I went to uh, Robert, uh, John Hayward's son's house and didn't want to talk to me. So I, I, I went to a lot of those people. Gotcha. I tried to get a um, hold of Janelle and Claire. Right. Right. And then, yeah, we do, do know something about that. Um, yeah, lo- that was Leanne's question about uh, Javi and Jacob. Um, and then Denise uh, just wanted to be reminded of who Josh was. Um, and it sounds like we're going to be hearing much more about that next week, as you promised in the episode. We don't know much about Josh. All we know about Josh is that that there's he doesn't appear on Becky's phone records any time before, um, before the day she was killed. On, on Sunday morning at like 4.30 or 4.50 in the morning, he calls her. Becky calls him back. They talk in the morning. And then he's the last person that she talks to on her way up the hill around 4 o'clock. Uh, he's on, she's on the cell phone to him. Um, something that Teresa noticed in the, in the files is there's also a call from Josh Ernie to uh, the Janelle McMashaw. Um, but there was a call to uh, Janelle McMashaw, uh prior to that, who is mm. a very good friend of Becky's. Um, so this week I went through and dug up the interviews from Janelle, who we see a lot of calls back and forth with her during the week, and the interviews with Josh Ernie. There's there's two. There's a, a, a short one where they make contact with him, and then a, a, another interview after that. Um, and then I also dug up the interview with Gray Galky who is the ex-boyfriend, 
And so we're going to hear all three of those or part, most of parts of all three of those, you know, that some of them are 25 minutes long, but I just cut it, try to cut them down to the parts that are relevant to what we're going to be discussing. So all that's coming up on Sunday. We're going to kind of, we're going to try to close that loop and see what's what's going on with Josh and gray and Michelle. Um, so that's coming up. Right. And as I mentioned in this week's follow our, our bonus episode, which I dropped this past Wednesday, which will be tomorrow for those of you that are in the YouTube chat, uh, at six in the morning is Jeannie McDaniel. That's one that some folks that have access to the case file have been, a few people have asked me, can we, can I share that interview? Can I share that interview? Um, so I went ahead and, and shared it, uh, for you guys in a bonus. I put it in a bonus because there's, and you'll hear in my intro in the bonus, like on its face, there are things that she says that seem very significant, but then as you continue listening it's 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 one of these things where like things are stated this is fact mm-hmm. and then 15 minutes later it's like well i heard well mm-hmm. i thought i heard or well she pretty much said uh and then we really so to me there was there was nothing super useful out of it so that's why i wasn't going to put it into a main episode but you guys be the judge check out that follow up check out sunday's episode where we're going to hear from Janelle M we're going to hear from Gray and we're going to hear from Josh Ernie Uh, And then uh, we'll see where we go from there. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production and is distributed by Wondery. Edited by Kelly Barron's Brink, and all music for the show was created by PutThemInASong.com. Our follow-up logo was created by me, and all of our font across all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. You can find more of Tate's work on Etsy. Thank you to Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com for designing, creating, managing, and maintaining our website, TruthAndJusticePod.com where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. And a big thank you to our transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Kay Woodyomnik, Ginger Viola, Erica Cantor, Danielle Rohr, Jennifer Ford, Courtney Wimberly, and Melissa Cardenas. And as always, thank you to all of you for all of your engagement and support. If you like the show and you'd like to support us, you can do so in several ways. To financially support the show, the best thing you can do is just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You'll not only be supporting the show, but you'll get something in return. On Patreon, you can pledge as little as $3 a month, and we have reward levels. For just $5 a month, you get access to ad-free versions of all of our episodes and behind-the-scenes bonus video content every week. Then other reward levels include t-shirts, hats, and even the opportunity to co-host one of our Friday follow-up episodes. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice. You can also do us a huge favor by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, you can always support us by supporting the brands that sponsor this program. If you have a new case that you'd like us to consider for future seasons, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is to engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page on Facebook. And for all you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod. To follow our personal accounts on social media, I can be found in all forms at Bob Ruff Truth. Janet can be found at Janet Varney. And Zach is at Z to the Q. And don't forget that we always have our 24-7 voicemail line open for questions, comments, or tips on our cases. That phone number is 269-224-2833. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. As for now, we're signing off. I'm Bob Ruff. I'm Zach Weaver. And I'm Janet Varney. And this has been Truth and Justice. Oh yeah, we were. I'm gonna fuck you all up before. uh, By the way, about that, you're gonna fuck us up beforehand. Oh yeah, you are. Got to choose between quail raising quail and being a comedian. That's it. It's gonna be a tough choice. You got to choose. Even got to choose one or the other. It's a fun mystery. Thanks for smashing that like button. If I could get some music for the like button, hey everybody, thank you so much for smashing that like like button. Don't slash it. Smash it. You know what I always say. Don't slash that button. Smash that button. (laughs) That's right, Janet. (laughs) 
Janet ahoyed me till I had a heart attack in the. Uh... Love you, Kelly. Love you, Kelly. Oh my god! Uh, I just figured something out terrible. Oh no! Cool, cool, cool! <laughs> yeah. And we are live on YouTube. Welcome to YouTube, everybody. This is what it's like to be live on YouTube. Go ahead and smash that like button. Sorry, go I ahead could, and I couldn't get to smash the that. real quick. I, I can't. I got like just. A... This is what it sounds like when your co-host needs you out to drive. When you're live. <laughs> Nighttime you know, record. You know what just happened there. Well, let's get back to the professional part of the follow-up. Uh... You are up at four, baking pastries at five, and open at six. Hundredth cappuccino by eight, two hundredth customer by nine, and there's still twelve hours to go. That's why you need a business broadband that works as hard as you do. Introducing Sky Business with 4G internet backup and our stay connected guarantee. That's better business. To find out more, visit skybusiness.com. Sky Fiber only, 30-second 4G activation or one-off credit. New customers, Pro Plus Packs only. T's and C's apply. 